This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Pasha, Pasha Balak. Very hard to understand. Guys, it's very hard to understand. But it's not so hard to understand. Um, Balak saw everything that happened. Now, why does it say or Bnei Yisrael, So it says that Moab knew that Hashem told us very this week's this week's share is about Akar Satayv. Moab knew that Hashem told us not to bother them, right? He asked the Kashihin the Amos Chaim. So what were they scared of in the, altogether? We had a mitzvah from Hashem not to bother them. Let's see. When Balak saw what Klaeser did to the two big kings, right? The whole world was shocked that we wiped them out. It wasn't normal. They knew what happened in Mitzrayim. We went through the Yamsus and then covered. Right? What was he thinking to go to war with And how was Bilam masking him to work with Balak? He he knew. He said, El the, their God took them out of Mitzrayim. So, Gambalak would build them all your philosophers. They were big philosophers. How did they make this mistake? They lock him in Israel to go fight with Israel. Like, what were they thinking? Right? Should have left us alone. Balak wasn't right. Balak, Melech Moab, didn't have to worry. Hashem said to Moshe, don't, don't pain Moab. And don't go, don't go to war with them. The Yisrael, their money was shame. And we, they knew that we would keep what Hashem told us. So what were they worried about? So he says that Balak wasn't worried about Yisrael. He was worried about Ha'am. He was worried about the Erev Rav. And there was a lot of Erev Rav. That's why he said, God didn't take them out of Mitzrayim. They left Mitzrayim because they wanted to be on the winning side. That's who they were worried about. Okay? Yep. He said, I will build them Rasha Haya, Vachasha, Mita, Rishusha, Kalas, Erev Rav, we call Gamis Yisrael. If Hashem will give him Rishush, you see, he was playing a game with God. He was like, okay, Hashem didn't want the Erev Rav anyway to be with Kalas Yisrael. He was against it. Moshe Abeno wanted it, and Hashem said, no. So he figured he's going to get permission from Hashem. That's in the. All this stuff when he asks Hashem in the whole parish, he's, can I curse them? Can I curse them? Why would Hashem tell him that he could curse them, right? Hashem, Hashem says, go. Where do I go? Because he figured the Erev Rav Hashem would want him to curse. But he figured while he's cursing the Erev Rav, eh, I'll throw the Jews under the bus too. Eh, it didn't work. So he says, If you take Rishis HaKal as Erev Rav, will you call God as Yisrael? Hashem knew what he wanted. You can't curse the arm because they're blessed. Why? Because they're part of Klai Yisrael.
Abbas Chaim. He talks about also that he saw Mashiach is coming, raw case of Mashiach, Israel Yishvah's Kalailam, Klaishwal would be inherit the whole world. It's true. It's not now. Don't worry. They're not winning now. That's when Mashiach comes. Okay, but that's not right now. So let's hop right now. He was bad. He was bad to the bone. Billam was bad to the bone. But it's very interesting. It's a very, very, um, it's a very interesting thing because it's very hard to unboys. It's very hard to understand this. He's talking to Hashem. So, like, what's the game over here? Like, how could he not be from? Guys, how could he not be from? He was a Navi. God's talking to him in his dream. How can you not be from if God talks to you in your dream? He was the lowest piece of garbage. He was the follower of the snake. His witchcraft was through snakes. His sword was called the sword of the snake. He, was, he, he slept with his, with his donkey. That's how he served the dark side. It was, it was his wife, the donkey. He went to the lowest part of Toma that could, that could be. How could that be if you have Nevoah, right? Just, just, here. How did you get this the Because they had to have equal. We can't have the dark side say, you had motion, we don't. So Hashem said, okay, you'll also have a Navi. Okay. What? To the lowest of the low? Yeah, motion was to the highest of the high, and he's to the lowest of the low. Opposite poles. Listen to this, guys. And he said... Stay, stay here to meet with me tonight. And I'll, I'll give you an answer. When God talks to me tonight. Holy moly, Bill, I'm God's talking to him tonight. And what happens? Don't go with them. Don't curse the Erev So now, he gets up in the morning like the biggest sadic. If you stop at the end of the story, right? He gets up in the morning. And he says to the officers of Balak, Go home. Hashem doesn't let me go with you. Wow. God comes to him and says, don't go. He says, goodbye guys, not going. So, how does a guy like this end up being so low? He listened to Hashem, right? So they go back to Balak. People don't know this, Pastor, because we don't learn this in Yeshiva. We're always in camp at this point, right? They came back and they said, Balak, sorry, Balak's not going with us. Balak knew the deal. He sent them back. Don't, don't. Bullock says, you better go. And then, Bilaam begins to crack. So now he's naming his price. If Bullock would give me a house full of silver and gold. I, I couldn't do this. I can't do this. He sounds like the biggest sadic. I can't be Ayra P. Hashem. I can't even do a little against Hashem. Okay? He says, stay tonight. Let me talk to God. There's money on the table. Maybe, yeah. I'll get a different answer. Hashem comes to him that night. Okay, if they called you, 
Go with that. But it's not going to be the way you think. What I put in your mouth is what you're going to say. Okay? So you hear what's going on over here? You hear the crack? The crack is the minute he said, I'll take money. So Hashem said, okay, you're going to take money? Fine. I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to make a bracha. He didn't know at that point what, but I'm going to make sure that you can't curse them, but then a bracha is going to come out of you. Okay. So the Yacham Bilma Baiki got up the next morning, all excited. And he saddled his donkey himself. Who else did that? Somebody else did that. Paro did that. Who else did that? Avram Avinu did that by the Akeda. So Avram was very excited about doing a mitzvah. Paro was being excited about killing Klai Yisrael. And Bila was excited about getting a payday. Okay? So he goes with Moab. What? No, no, no. He opened that, that was his way of saying. And even if you gave me a lot of money, I still couldn't go. That's like, yeah. One house, no. Two houses, yes. Right, right, right. Like, we're talking money. All of a sudden, money showed up. The first time he didn't mention money, he's like, I got to ask Hashem what to do, and we'll decide. All of a sudden, money showed up. This, was, this is one thing you have to know about the dark side. There's one Yetzirah they can't fight. I asked my Rebbe many years ago, there were some Mikubalim, they seem to be Mikubalim, that are on the dark side. They're not, they're coming from Tumah. The same power, can tell you, read your hands, tell you the future, seem to heal you. But the dark side doesn't heal you. What they do is they move the sickness, whatever. I'm not going to get into the whole cabal of it. But, um, so I t- asked whatever I can I said, how do I know? Guy has a long beard and payas and, and, and he has chumoshim and tehillims and all the svarim. How do I know that he's from the dark side or he's from the good side? He said, the dark side, they can fake you and everything. They can have a beard. They can know color tarikula. I have a story with someone that knew the whole Torah, everything, but something about him bothered me. This guy knew everything in the Torah to a degree that it was not normal. Not normal. And I had a story with him. Definitely was from the dark side. No, no. I had a very terrible... I, I, whatever. A terrible story. I went, I went to... Um, this is many, many years ago when I was playing around with, with Kabbalah, which I shouldn't have been playing around. I was learning and following. And, and I met this man and he, he wanted to learn with me with Chavusa... And I went up to his attic to learn with him, and I walked into the attic, and I felt my like a ch- I was like shaking. I don't know why something was watching me, and I couldn't see it. I don't know what I was. It was a crazy story. It's a crazy story. And then that night, you can ask my wife story. I, that night, I went to sleep, and in my sleep, a sort of a dream, but not a dream. My body was lifting off the bed to the to the ceiling. It wasn't, but I thought it was. And I, I, I felt some really like something trying to pull my, my, my heart, my soul out of my body. I never had such a feeling in my life. And I started screaming. And I, 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 like, I, was, I was here. I wasn't here. I was between worlds. I don't know where I was. And when, when it stopped, I called my Rebbe Rabbi Gamliel right away. He says, Psukim was ever whatever it was. He said, don't ever go to that person again. Whatever. It was a crazy story. I, was, I, I remember it like today. And... The whole thing is that by shades and whatever it is, that's talking what they do. You, you feel your body going towards the ceiling, whatever. It's a weird, whole weird story. Crazy story. But I got very spooked. <sighs> so after that story, he was on the phone with me. He was saying, Psukim and Zachin, whatever, don't ask. I was shaking. And I said to him, ah, this guy looked like the biggest sadik in the world. 
So I said, how do I know, Rebbe, if they're, real, if they're in the good side or the bad side? He said, the, bad, the dark side will always ask for a lot of money. <laughs> they can't control that. They can fake you with everything. They could look, they can call a terracula, they could be, look like the firmest people in the world, but they will always ask you for a lot of money. They, that's the Yetzirah, they can't fight. Bilam, with it all, he, house full of money, gold and silver. He couldn't, he couldn't fight that. That's their weakness. Money is their weakness. They shade them, they can change their feet, they can change their body, they can look like it, whatever it is. When it comes to money, he says they're out of control. Totally out of control. When someone asks you to help you for a lot of money, run away. Run away, he told me. So, Is that the away. same thing as asking for pranasso, like a job? No, you want me to heal you, I need $100,000, you know, da, 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 all that stuff. They can't control. Serious about what they're doing. No, they can't control that need of money. So they can fake you out in every other way, but they they can't control that. They they're, they're crazy about money. Said that shade them all together. They collect they collect all the monies on the bottom of the sea and all that. My, my famous story with the oil. They they and the Gemara says any money that you don't count, you don't know exact cheshbon, they take it. Says so the machloek is what you do with money because if you count them. If you count the money, there's an ayin hara on things that you count. If you don't count the money, it's free to them because you don't know that you lost it. So they're into the money situation. So Bilam, who was the king of Mall, was very much into the money. Now, this I say almost every year, but I can't say it enough. I try everyone to know that we are in the middle of writing our safer, a lesson a day, the Kibbutz of Aim, and this is going to be Emir Hashem, one of the most, not because I have anything to do with it, but one of the most important Svarim that will come out of this generation, because we have no idea about what real Kibbutz of Aim is, and the, the mitzvah of Kibbutz of Aim today is trampled on. It's, 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 it's not normal, you know, the way kids talk to their parents. Um, there's a certain respect that parents, not respect, with certain parents also have, we, the book is also about how parents have to treat their children, but there's no den of kibbutz, but the, the, whatever, it's, it's taking us much longer than a lesson a day in Hakar Satayim. Much longer. But, Mirza uh, Hashem, game changer, a real game changer, and we hope that every yeshiva will teach Hechaz Kibbutz because nobody knows it's fine. What you think is right is wrong, what you think is wrong is right, it's Mitzvah Shem Chanukah. It'll be at Chanukah, I hope. Mitzvah Shem. Um, we'll talk about dedication and stuff like that. It's not, it's not for this week. Anyway, so, here we go. So, Vayichar Afalakim Ki Haylechu. Look at this Rashi. So, Hashem was angry that he went. Well, I don't understand. Um, we said, right... That Hashem said to him, You can go, but what I'm going to tell you to do, that's what you should do. So then why is Hashem angry that he went? And he put a malach in front of him to stop him. He saw that Hashem didn't want him to go, but he pushed it. Right? Hashem said, don't go. He said, ah, nah, 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 nah. Right? So Hashem said, okay, go, but do what I want you to do. But he saw that Hashem didn't want him to go. Rosh, a double rub, ain't But he wanted to go. He made up his mind. He wanted to go. The same thing with the Miraglim. Hashem didn't want to send Miraglim. But you're going to push it? I'm going to let you do it. But you're going to, you're going to end up falling, falling, really falling. 
Now, everybody thinks, and, and I really, I never spoke about this before, and I really think it's very important for whoever's listening to this share, this is a very a game-changing the way you think, okay? So if you just look at this Pasuk, it says, Hashem was angry that he went, and Hashem put a malach there to, uh, what's the satan, well, satan law, what would you say? To impede him. He was riding on his donkey, and it's too, right? So when you learn this pussy, everyone in the room, what, what does it sound like? Hashem was angry, right? He said, so I'm going to put a satan to stop you. I'm going to stop you. You think you can do whatever you want? I'm going to teach you a good lesson. I'm going to put a mach with a sword. I'm going to teach you a good lesson. Zakarashi, no. That's not our God. The God that everyone's preaching that God is angry and he's going to punish you. He's going to burn. And the big barbecue in Shemayim. You're going to get a disease and you're going to die. And your kids are going to die. And you have so many people in Chinuch talking about threatening kids and scaring kids. And they're taking this great God that we have and they're turning him into this monster, vengeful, angry God. It's not who Hashem is. Zakrashi! Bilam, The lowest piece of garbage in the world. Hashem told him, I don't want you to go. He's going to curse Klaisrael. Good. Put a malach with a, with, a, with a cherev and chop his head off. No, says Rashi. With Satan Loi, malach shall rachamim he. Wasn't a malach to hurt Bill on this low life. It was a malach of pity. Of Rachamim. For Hayyarai and Hashem wanted to stop him. Hashem wanted to stop him from sinning so he shouldn't be lost. God, you care about this low life? Bilam? The lowest of the low of the world? He's sleeping with his donkey? He's going to curse Klyusrael, and you're worried that he's going to sin, and if he sins, he's going to be lost? So you're putting a malach in the way, you're creating a malach and putting him in the way to save him from sinning? Rashi says, yes, the lowest of the low, Hashem doesn't want him to sin. And he doesn't want to punish him. So if he doesn't sin, he won't have to punish him. So you think that a Jew, Hakash Baruch Hu, is not going to try to stop you? From doing an Avera, so he doesn't have to, so you don't have to have the consequence, you won't call it a punishment, so you won't have the consequence. This is a Kalvachayim of this Rashi. Madach Bilam, a guy, a low life, a piece of garbage, going against Hashem's word, going to curse Klai Yisrael, and Hashem sends a Malach to stop him because if he, he doesn't want him to be lost. Surely a Jewish Neshama? For sure a Jewish Neshama, Kishbach, doesn't want to be lost? Should be lost. This is, a, this is a crazy Rashi. Why would you protect him? He should be lost. He should burn in hell. He's going to curse Klaisrael. No, it's Hashem's Bria. Surely if that's how he treats Bilam, how he treats us. It's so wrong. It's so not right how God is pictured by some people picturing him into this punishing, vengeful God. Let's look at the Rashi again. He was a malach of pity. Hashem wanted to stop him from sinning. That he shouldn't sin.
and be destroyed. Bilam. So you think he wants the Jew to be destroyed? You think he wants to punish you? You think he doesn't try to stop you from that you shouldn't do an Avera? So that you don't have to have the consequence of the Avera? That's who Hashem is. Hashem is in this Rashi. Hashem even wants to save a Bilam. But no one, no one talks about it. No one talks about it. All right. All right, so the Pesach goes on. So he's riding on, the, on his donkey. And the Osoin sees the Malach Hashem. He's standing in the derech. And he's holding up a sword. He goes off, the, you know, the first donkey to go off the derech. You see, we could have had a place for him also. He went off the derech. He went OTD. A donkey that went OTD. Off the derech. Then he went into the field. So Bilam began to hit him. Now, how come the donkey saw the Malach and Bilam did not see the Malach? So he says something very interesting, Rashi. The donkey saw it and he didn't see it. An animal sees more than a person. Why? Because a person has a mind, Das, to Tarif Dato, he's going to become very fearful, and his mind's going to get all mixed up, Kishir Mazikin. If you could see Malachim, if you could see the bad angels, you wouldn't be able to sleep, you wouldn't be able to eat, you wouldn't be able to handle it. Animals, they don't have Das, they don't process what they see. You just see it, right? So they get spooked. That's why it says that, how do we know this? That in, in um, Mitzrayim, when the Machamavas was out killing all the Bukhairim, so usually when the angel of death is there, the dogs can see the angel of death. So they start barking. So the angel of death was everywhere in Mitzrayim because all these guys were dying. So the dogs should have been barking, naturally, because they saw the angel of death. They didn't bark because the, the Jews knew, we all knew that in Mitzrayim, the guardians of the wall or the boundaries were these dogs that if you try to escape, they would rip you to pieces. So the barking of a dog would freak out the Jews. So if they heard the dogs barking at night, they would say, we're not going anywhere. They're barking, and the minute we try to go away, they're going to rip us. So even though they, they saw the Malacham Abbas, and naturally a dog barks when there's death, right? They didn't bark, so therefore, that's why we give the veil to, to dogs. They went against their nature. Their nature, so they, you see from there that dogs see the angel of death. So you see that an animal sees angels, but human beings don't see angels. So the reason you don't see angels is because if you saw one, you wouldn't, able, you wouldn't be able to deal with it. So the awesome sort, but he didn't see it. Okay? So the Malach stood again in front of them. I tell you what, the Malach Hashem again he saw it. He's like here, and he banged into the wall. But Tilchat's his regular Bilam, and Bilam's foot got squashed. But Yosef like he hit him again. But Yosef, I guess he wasn't uh, he wasn't in the uh, what we you know he, no psychology, no talking to the animal. He just whacked him. The old days, like when I was growing up, right? Just whacked, whack him. But Yosef Malach Hashem again. But Yabai Mokam so they were in a very tight place. small. Now the donkey had nowhere to go. He couldn't turn right. He couldn't turn left. But Terry also says Malach Hashem. He saw him again. Now this time he had nowhere to go. So what did he do? But Tirbach, he went down. He hit him again. Third time. 
Now comes the big one. Vayiftach Hashem as Piyasoin. Zok the Mishnah Pirkei Avos. Asara Dvarim. Ten things were created. Ben Hashmoshi Derev Shabbos. Piyaretz is one of them. The mouth of the of the of the earth that swallowed up Kairach. And Piyasoin, the mouth of the donkey. So Hashem created the mouth of the donkey. At the end of the the begin the end of creation, right? Ben Now, this donkey should be saying something pretty amazing. Hashem made a miracle that a donkey could talk, right? Then something that should come out of his mouth should be something very brilliant. So he's getting beaten. He should have told Bilam, "Why are you hitting me?" There's a malach with a sword that wants to chop my head and your head off in front of us. And that would have been like amazing. And then the malach would have appeared to Bilam. Bilam would have said, oh my God, my donkey, you saw a malach. I'm so sorry what, what I did to you that I beat you up. Right? The donkey doesn't say he saw a malach. The donkey makes a statement. And he says, he never, he never tells Bilam there was a malach there. He doesn't tell Bilam there's a malach there. But you're beating me up because there's a malach. Why am I not telling you there's a malach there? Because that's not the point why Hashem made a creation of a mouth of a donkey talking. That's not what this was about. This was about the most important thing in the brie of the world. What's the most important thing in the brie of the world? A car is a Because even at the end of the creation of the whole world, if you don't have a car is a if you don't have appreciation... And the whole thing is going to fall apart. Why is our world falling apart? Why is everything falling apart right now? Because our world doesn't have a curse of time. Nobody appreciates anything. Everyone has expectations. Nobody appreciates anything. I'll tell you a crazy story about that. So, what does he say? What did I do to you? That's a silly question. He knew what he did to him. He squashed his foot. He folded underneath him. He went off the derech. What are you asking this question? Right? So what did I do to you? He asked this question because he needed the answer that Bilaam's going to give him to show Bilaam that he has no akarath atayv. So he said, why did you hit me these three times? Because you, you made a fool. You mocked me. You made a fool out of me. What's this business squashing my leg and bending down and all this stuff? If I would have had a sword in my hand, I only had a stick. If I had a sword, I would have killed you. I would have killed you. You know who Billam was? I would have killed you because you banged my leg. I would have killed his Asan. I would have killed his Asan, right? So the Asan says to him, and this is the lesson of the whole Pasha's Balach. I don't understand. Haven't I been the donkey that you rode upon me from the beginning until now? Have I ever done this to you before? He said, no, you know what? It's weird. You never did this to me before. So what the, when Hashem gave the pair of the donkey was to say, if I'm always there for you, I'm always there for you, and now... Something is out of the ordinary. Instead of giving me the benefit of the doubt and saying, why does he keep turning? He must be seeing something that I don't see. 
You beat me. Where's your curse at Toiv for all the time I was there for you? Hashem created the Pia Asan to talk to us. This is not about Bilam and a donkey. This is talking to us. And what Hashem is telling us here is, if I've always been there for you, and now things don't seem to be going right, instead of kicking me and going off to Derek and becoming an atheist and being angry at God and everything else, don't you think that maybe something else is going on? Haven't I always been there for you? So if right now you don't think I'm there for you, there must be a reason. And the donkey never said another word. He died on the spot after that. He gave his message of Akar Satayv, and he dropped dead. And Mepharshim said, because he couldn't live, because then they would have made him into a god. Talking donkey. Would have been in the circus. Okay, Peter would have complained, the donkey, you know, you know there would have been complaints, whatever it is. But So that's why he died. But he never told Bilam there was an angel. He never told Bilam why he did what he did. That would be the first thing I would say. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. No, excuse me. What do you mean? I saved your life. I saved your life. There's an angel with a sword. You owe me more hay, more oats. You should be brushing me down and giving me a shower. Instead of that, he didn't say that. He never mentioned the mouth. He just said, what's up with you? I was always there for you. And now I'm not there for you? Shouldn't you give me a benefit of doubt? Why don't I deserve the benefit of the doubt? And he died. He never told him about the mouth. Then, after, the, after his donkey was dead, Hashem revealed the eyes of Bilam. And all of a sudden in front of him, there's a mouth. And his sword, listen carefully what I'm about to tell you. And his sword is outstretched. Why did you hit him three times? I was in front of you. And the donkey saw me. And he went away these three times. If he wouldn't have turned around, I would have killed you. And he would have lived. Because you deserve to die. Because you're a coffee toys. And a coffee toy doesn't deserve to live in this world. The idiot Bilam, listen to what he says. I had a girl in my office. I had a girl in my office. It was her 18th birthday. And her parents brought it to me because she cursed her mother and father out. Totally. And they came to my office and in front of me, she cursed. I, you know, I, growing up, you didn't, you didn't even agree with your parents. If you agreed with your parents, it was disrespectful. And this girl used four-letter words against her mother and father in front of my face. And her mother turns to her and says to her, I can't believe you're saying this in front of Ray Wallstein, but, you know, she tells me, Ray Wallstein, it was my daughter's 18th birthday last week. Do you know what we bought her for her birthday? We bought her a brand new car. But that's not a car. A two-door Volvo. So she said, even if she doesn't have Kivarevim, just an appreciation, we just bought a brand new car, how could she talk to me this way? And the girl turns to her mother in front of me and says, Big blank deal. It's your job to buy me a car when I turn 18. In front of me, I shall my witness. Parents are to blame. No. 
the system is the system. The system. No, it's not the parents. No, it's the whole world. It's the whole world today. It's the whole world. Everyone has everything coming to them. The whole world. It's not. The, don't always blame the parents. Maybe the parents brought her up correctly, but uh, they try to bring. Oh, there's so much. There's so. Oh, so that's another part of my shift tonight. Another part of my shift. I we all got up to speak last week, and um, he was talking about the paraduma and Tuma and he was saying that 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 uh, if a Jewish person dies, right? So the the room, the ohel, you're metama. How, how does that work? You didn't touch him. You didn't touch him, right? So if a client, I can't come into the room. There's a dead body in this room. I'm not touching him. I'm he's out there, and I'm I'm on the other side of the room. And the, and the building could be forty thousand, eighty thousand square feet. Doesn't matter. I can't be in the same building. So we're going to say, I don't understand. Like he, it's what I touch. So he says, Toma, Toma is so strong that if you're in the same room, it affects you. So you can't even be in the same building. He says, so you want to know why kids are off the derech and there's so much cancer and there's f- food has no, and, and everything that's going on in the world. You want to know why? Because the world is in ohel. And the tumma in the world is so unbelievable that just being in the world is you. He is so right. All the garbage and all the, I don't have to say it, right? All the tumma that's in this world today, the... the, the Whatever, that everyone understands what I'm saying, right? So that affects you and me, the guy in Israel, the guy in Argentina, the guy in Mexico, because the world is an ohel, and therefore you mitame ba'ohel, and that's why we are where we are. What isn't legal in America? What isn't legal? Canada just made marijuana legal. Drugs are legal. Everything is legal. You can watch any movie you want. Everything's legal. Alcohol is legal. Cigarettes are legal. Drugs are legal. What isn't, what isn't legal? What's not legal today? Everything's legal. So the whole world is metamorphic. So you don't understand why guys are having a hard time. Kids are not being able to learn. We never had so many learning disabilities. We never had so many Down syndrome. We never had so much autism. We never had so much cancer. We never had so much people that can't have children. We What's going on? The world never had such a thing. So people, oh, there's more people today. No, there's not more people today. No, six million Jews died. There were a lot more people then. No, there's not more people today. Went, oh, there's more Jews. So if you count, there's more Jews. So there's more Jews off the earth. No, there were six million Jews in Europe. No, it's not true. It's not true. There's not more Jews. So he said, the oil is the oil is tummy. So that's why everything that's happening is happening. The more it becomes, the more you're in the oil. You're in the you're in the oil. Tomashia comes. You're in the oil. It has an effect on the, the, the guy who's sitting, sitting, walking out in New York Street. They had, to, they had to make protests because they had a museum of, I don't want to say what, on the, on the buses. They had to take it off. <laughs> it's not normal what, what it is today. There was a, there was a, there was, when I was growing up, so there was a group, a rock and roll group called Meatloaf. Meatloaf's n- number one song on their album was A Bad Out of Gehenna. Right? The Tower Records was my customer, my bad customer. They took them all off the shelf because it had the word hell. All off the shelf, couldn't sell it. Because the album had that word. Hell. hell. A bad out of Adam. Can't have it. Can't have it. That was that. That's what they used to be. Now, <laughs> a rap song. A rap song. <laughs> so it's Tommy, and, and you're in that oil. It's affecting food, health, children, marriage, everything. 
Again, we spoke about it two, a few weeks ago. It's not a chiddush. See the whole thing with the paraduma. It's not a chiddush. Oil. Oil is metama. The bigger the tumor, right? A, a, a geisha body only, only by negia, but a Jewish body has more tumor because it had more kedusha. The more kedusha left, so there's more tumor. So you, you can't walk into a building. You can't walk into a building. You can't walk into a hospital. My brother, my brother doesn't walk into a hospital. Forty floors doesn't matter if there's, there's a thing on the bottom, uh, a morgue. You can't go into the hospital. Forty floors, you can't go into the whole hospital. Tumor is is by oil. It's a very big effect on us. So over here, how do we tie that back to the girl and the parents? What? So, 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 so she, the whole, the whole disrespect, the whole, it's just part of society. Disrespect and not, not having gratitude. Someone could buy you a car and it's like, okay, okay, so you made, so you made me a wedding, okay, so it was nice, yeah, all right. And I spent $150,000, okay, thank you, Dad. I didn't like that, I didn't like the flowers, I don't like the music, I don't like this. Oh, no, no one appreciates anything. We'll appreciate something today. Did Rabbi have the chiddush for the girl? Chiddush? I let her, I gave her a chiddush. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to hear the chiddush. <laughs> I, told her, I told her exactly what she is. I said, you're a kafui taiv. You have, you're dust. You're not, you're not made out of, you're not made out of, I said to her, I said, there's two kinds of people. There's, we're made out of offer, but there's two translations of offer. Offer is dust, and offer is dirt. I said, dirt has, has potential of growth. Dust has no potential. You gather dust, you can't, it has nothing. It just makes things dirty. But you can't plant anything in dust. I said, you're dust. What you just did to your parents, that's dust. Because if you're a kafwe toiv, Hashem said to Adam, when he said, the girl, the girl that you gave me, that's what caused me, right? My, he blamed it on them. So Hashem said, you come from dust and you're going to dust. You're nothing. You have no growth ability. No, you, have, you have no across the you have no growth ability. I said to her, you're dust in the wind. It's also a song. You're just dust in the wind. You're, you're, you have absolutely no ability to grow. Until you have a car set up, you have no ability to grow. This week's parish, Hashem made a miracle. He created a donkey so he should say to everyone, I was always there for you and now I'm not there for you. You beat me? He didn't get it. He should have said, Ah, chiddush. Donkey's talking. He should have said, Excuse me, there's a malach. What are you doing? And, and then maybe, would have, and that, wait, wait. So, so what's a coffee toys? Kofi Toiv is so, such an ingrate, has so no appreciation, that even when you point it out, you think she walked out and changed? No, she didn't change. Oh, well, I'll say I'm dust. Okay, thank you. Big deal. You know, he thinks I'm dust, I'm not dust, right? But, so, so Bilam over here at this point, he had a dead donkey, should have said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry what I did, right? No, he says, it's all the Torah, he says to the Malach, I said, what you didn't say? I said, I hit my donkey for no reason. That was the sin, right? No! My sin is, my sin is, I didn't see you. I didn't know that you were there. That was my sin. What are you talking about? That's not your sin. Your sin is you beat your, you beat your donkey. No, my sin is, how can I not see you? How did, how did my donkey see you and not me? Oh, wow! I can't believe that. Totally missed the point. Donkey's talking, angel's talking, and the idiot is saying, oh, I sinned. What's your sin? I didn't see you. I should have seen you. So if I'm doing something wrong, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go home. <laughs> whole bit. He missed the whole boat.
Well, it's a Musr to all of us, and we need to take this Musr. <laughs> I had a Rebbe I loved very much. And he came once to school. He was never late for Shia. Never. Came late for Shia 20 minutes. 20, 25 minutes late for Shia. We all sitting there. We're all playing ball, whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyway, but you know, he comes to share, Rebbe, 20 minutes late, what happened? Boys, I got a ticket. A policeman stopped me. We're like, ooh, what did you do, Rebbe? He says, I went through a red light. He said, the policeman pulled me over. He said, Rabbi, didn't you see the red light? I said, yes, but I didn't see you. (laughs) 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 Hello? What was my sin? I didn't see the malach. You just beat the heck out of your donkey for no reason. He saved your life. The malach saying, I should have killed you. He saved your life. But a person who's an ingrate, a person who doesn't have a curse of toe, they can't see it. So he's like... Yeah, I messed up, man. I didn't see you. Missed the whole picture. So, someone, Rabbi Elimelech Biederman, <coughs> in Eretz Yisrael, gives a share every day. You got, you should, if you have WhatsApp, you should, you should watch his WhatsApp. His message is not normal. So, I want to tell you what he said today. He said today that. Um, Somebody, Rabbi Fuchs, told him the story. I don't know exactly who Rabbi Fuchs is, but um, he said a story over. Now you take a story. What, what a lesson. He said a story that, um, so there was a, Rabbi Fuchs said that there's a Jew in America who Mamish doesn't know the Alephase. But he told some, a guy who came to collect money that one thing he does do is every single morning he thanks Hashem. He said, not just Modani, he thanks Hashem, I got some ice. So if you asked him, you don't learn, you don't doubt, you don't put on tool, you don't wear tits, you don't keep Shabbos, like what's this thanking Hashem business? So he said, the rich, this rich guy, he was a very, very wealthy guy, said that many years ago this guy from Eretz Yisrael came collecting, and he was telling the collector that, you know, I have a crazy amount of money, but I'm trying for many, many years to have a child, I have no children. So all my money, where's it going to go? I have nothing to do with it. He says, we tried, we tried. The doctor said it's not going to happen. We gave up already. It's over. So the person from the show, the collector said, do you believe in God? He said, yes. He said, you believe God is good? He does good? He says, yes. He said, so you need to thank Hashem every morning. Thank you, Hashem, I don't have children. Because if you don't have children, and you believe that everything that God does is good, then it must be good that you don't have children. He looked at the rabbi and he said, how can I thank God that I don't have children? I want to have children. He said, but you believe that God does everything that's good? And you don't have children? It's mashma. That it's good for you not to have children. I don't know why it's good for you not to have children. But for you it's good not to have children. So he said, okay. So I started thanking God. I believe you. I trust you. I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to have children. I guess maybe my child grew up to be a bad guy, a killer, a murderer, I don't know, a rapist, I don't know what he's going to be. So it must be that, that it's good that I don't have children. So thank you, Hashem, that I don't have children. He says, right away, his wife got pregnant, they had a child. He says, another story that came to him, that it was a guy, and he, a property came to his attention, 
and they had to close. They had 24 hours to close, and he had money, but he needed another million dollars, and he couldn't get the million dollars. And the same story. I guess he heard the story, whatever it is. He told him. He told also this guy from Eretz that I can't raise. I need a million dollars. It's a great deal, and whatever you know, I don't know what to do. And he said. Thank Hashem tomorrow morning that you don't have the million dollars. Because if Hashem's not giving you the million dollars, must be that it's good for you not to have the million dollars. Maybe the investments, maybe the whole thing's a hoax. Maybe it's a, you're going to lose all your money here. I don't know. But if you don't have the million, thank Hashem you don't have the million. I got up in the morning, he said, I love you, I thank you so much that I don't have this million because I know whatever you do is good. And therefore, if I don't have the million, I'm not supposed to have the million. I'm sure there's a reason in Shemaim that I shouldn't have a million. Says that day, he went to an insurance company or something. And there was a guy there, and he was just saying that he sold the building, but he needs to take the money right away and put it back into another building where he has to pay taxes. And he has a million dollars; he doesn't know what to do with it, and he wants to put it into an investment. He needs an investment right away, otherwise he has to pay taxes. Boom! He got his million. He bought the building. So, what's the what's the story? Why why does that work? Why does that work? So he says over a Gemara. I attack. I remember the Gemara. He brings down the Gemara. The Gemara says. That Hashem says that whatever mit, whatever whatever mitzvah you do, I give you first before you give me back. The Gemara says the mitzvah bris, I give you the child. You have a mitzvah bris, mitzvah mezuzah, I give you the house. The mitzvah mezuzah, mitzvah tzitzis, I give you clothing. So, so I don't owe you anything. For you wearing tzitzes, for you doing a bris, for you putting on a mezuzah, because I gave, I don't owe you anything, I gave you the house to put the mezuzah, I gave you the clothing to put the tzitzes, I gave you the sun to make the bris. So I don't owe you anything. That's what Gemara says. Says Rabbi Biederman. But when you say thank you to Hashem, and you, for not having the thing, you're giving the thing first. Always you give the thanks after Hashem gives you the item, right? Hashem gave you a house. My thanks for putting on a mezuzah. Hashem gave me clothing. My thanks for putting on scissors. My, my Hashem gave me a baby boy. My thanks is making a bris. But here, I'm thanking you for not giving me. So I, I'm coming first. Usually you come first, Hashem. You give me something, and then I thank you by doing a mitzvah. Here, I'm coming first, because you didn't give me a house. You didn't give me the million. You didn't give me the child. And I'm, my thank you is coming before you gave me the thing to thank you. So I come first. So Hashem says, ah, if you give me first, then I got to give you second. Just like I give you first, you give me second. If you give me first, I got to give you second. So that's how it works. He's giving us the Beautiful. absence of something and we're thanking for the absence. We're, we're doing it, we're, we can't play a mind game with God here. And a mind game, you really mean it. Yeah, so you're very, I'm, I'm very I'm very important right that I don't have a child. child. Right, so I couldn't, so you're saying thank you. Thank God. And then Hashem is giving you because you're first. Your thank you is before the item. We're always getting the item, and then we say thank you. I'll I'm give you a present. I'm incredibly thankful and fortunate that I don't have a job right now. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Right, sure. right. If you really meant that, you'll have a job tomorrow. <laughs> you have to really mean it. You have to believe it. Anybody could say it. For someone to say, to say, to say, someone to say to Hashem, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that I'm single. I'm thankful I don't have a shit. I'm thankful I don't have a child. I'm thankful I don't have money. Shh, not so partial. It's not just words. You got you to really work on it. To, to, to get to that level, but if you get to that level, yeah, you, 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 the thank you came before. So now Hashem gives you. Usually, we we get the item, we say thank you. This time, we say thank you, He gives us the item. 
Godless. What? Right, 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 right. But it's very hard. Right, and then he got out. That's very, but it's very hard to get to that level. It's very hard to get to that level. Okay, we're going to end with a story. We're going to end with a story from the Chazanish. So, beautiful story that he also brings down, um, Rabbi Elimelech Biederman. It's a true story. He said there was a father that came to the Chazanish. A kid had swallowed a coin and it was stuck. It was stuck. And they couldn't get it out. So they came to Chazanish, they figured maybe he could do a miracle. So the kid was, mom is turning blue, and the father was, mom is turning white. And uh, they went to the Chazanish, and they said, what should we do? So he said, go to the Panavacharov. He'll be able to help you. So they asked him, why you can go to the Panavacharov? The Panavacharov was the, the number one guy in collecting money for yeshivas. He used to come to America. So the Chazanish says, he knows how to get money from the hardest places. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. So everybody in the room started laughing. And the kid started laughing, and the coin came out. <laughs> so they said to the Chazanish, but the kid didn't even understand what you said. He's a little kid. He didn't understand that, that he used to get money from the hardest places. He, so he said, they're from Simcha. Other people laughing. From other, the other people laughing, from Simcha, all the hard stuff comes out. Hmm. So a person's with Simcha, all the stuff that's inside that he's getting choked up on, comes out, even if he doesn't understand the child didn't understand the whole joke but he saw everybody laughing, so he started laughing once he started laughing, the coin came out, my bracha to everyone is you should live in such a place of simcha that all the bad stuff you should be able to cough out, and we should talk and see Mashiach, and the main thing tonight is two things one, that HaKash Baruch Hu created the mouth of a donkey to talk to us forget about Bilam, and explain to us that I've always been there for you, so if I'm not there oh, that brings me to a last story, okay how, how long are we on? Okay. So, what? 49. So this is a story. Um, it's the same idea. I spoke about this before, but it's the same idea. It's three levels of Amuna. It's three <laughs> levels of Amuna. But it's very connected to this, what I just said. So this kid is telling... I, I, just, I didn't say this that long ago. This kid is telling his friends what a great father he has. Me and my father, we're, 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 not, we're the best. He loves me. He takes me to ball games. He learns with me. Uh, amazing relationship. And, and, you know, there are other kids in the class that don't have such an amazing relationship. So they're a little bit jealous. So there's one kid like, you know what, I don't, you talk about your father all the time. I think he probably hates you. He's probably abusive. And you're, you're a liar. So he says, really? I'm a liar? Come, come home with me tonight. You'll see if I'm a liar. Okay. I'm going to come home. Let's see what your father's like. So they come home. His father, they're not home yet. The parents are not home. They go outside. They play ball. They're all for Schwitz, right? It's like 6.30. Now the, the kid's coming into supper. His father, his father is just coming home. He comes, into, he comes into the kitchen, him and his friend, the guy who talks about his father all the time, and the friend that doesn't believe him, and there's a cup in the middle, here we have a good screen, right, there's a cup in the middle of the table, and it's full, and the, the boy who's talking about his father all the time, takes the cup, says to his friend, you want some? He says, no, I don't want, I'm not thirsty. Takes the cup, and he's about to drink, because he was schwitzing from playing ball, his father walks into the kitchen, Chaim! Whack! Cup goes flying across the room, smashes, everything's flying all over the place. The other kid's like, I knew it. That's the father that you're talking about? My father would never slap me like that. He doesn't even let you drink water? I knew it, I'm going to tell all the kids in class. You're a liar! Your father doesn't love you, your father's an abusive, I never saw such a... Oh my God, i got to tell everyone about you! This guy, this kid's turning all red. His father never did that to him before, and this other kid runs away, runs out. He says, I'm going to tell everyone. 
three types of kids at this point. Three types of kids. One says, uh, 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 he hates me. Oh my God. He must have had a bad day. He lost it. I, I can't talk to my father. He just embarrassed me in front of everyone. I, I can't, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. He runs up to his room and he closes the door. I can't believe my father just did to me. One kid. Other kid goes up to his father and says, Dad, what was that? Why did you do that? And his father says, because right before you came home, mommy asked me to bring some bleach to the laundry. I poured it into the cup. I didn't get a chance. I left it on the table. You had it on your lips. The first drop of bleach, right, Clorox would have touched your lips. You would have burnt your whole mouth. I didn't have time to say anything. I had no choice but to slap it out of your hands. Ty, I knew it. I knew. I knew. I know you loved me. I, I knew. I knew there must be a reason. Third type of kid is that was Clorox. Doesn't have to ask his father. If he slapped it out of my hand, that was poison. That wasn't water. My father would never slap water out of my hand. He doesn't have to ask. He doesn't have to ask. He knows automatically. Relationship with his father. If he slapped it out of his hand, that wasn't water. Clorox, poison, I don't know what it was. Turpentine. But that wasn't water. My father doesn't slap things out of my hand. The three levels of a murder. person goes through a hard time. It's like, oh, now he's not there for me. God, I'm... I'm a, I'm throwing out my stuff. I'm becoming that from. I'm an atheist. Whatever it is, I hate him. I'm done. I'm done. He slapped my hand. Goodbye. He hurt me. Whatever. Someone got sick. Someone got happy. Ah! Goodbye. It's one, one, one person. It's a level of Amuna. Because you believe that you're not an atheist. You believe that God did this to me and you're angry at him. But I had that with my, that girl that time when she was yelling at me. At least I said, at least you believe in him. You don't like him, but you believe in him. So that's a level. You don't like him. You're angry at him. Right? You're not davening anymore. But... You're not davening because you're angry at Hashem. You're not, not davening because you don't believe there's Hashem. So it's a low level of Amunah, but I believe in Hashem, but I don't like Him. Because He hurt me. That's one level. Second level is, I, I, I don't understand. Like There must be a reason, right? I don't understand. Maybe, I don't you know, maybe I'll go to, I'll ask a Shiloh, what, what, why? Maybe I did something wrong when I was a kid. Maybe I talked to Lashon Harvard today. Now you're trying to figure out, you know, what's the reason, what's the reason. The third one, which is the highest level, is this guy. Thank you that I don't have children. Because whatever you do is good. I don't have to ask. Whatever was in that cup wasn't good for me. He never slapped my hand before. That was the sweet spot. But Asan said to Bilam, I've always been there for you. So if I slapped the water out of your hands, if I banged you into the wall, or I collapsed underneath you, you should have known, you should have been on that level not even asking a question. Saying like, oh my God, this animal sees something I don't see. And you didn't do that. You didn't have a cursor type for me. My past record means nothing to you. And, and, and you see that I have, I have this all the time. You help someone, you help someone, you help someone. And then for some reason you get busy and they call you and you don't help them. You're out the door. But, but, but I saved your life three times. I don't know, but you're as good as your last saving. You didn't save me the last time. Have a good day. It's like a stockbroker. As good as your last trade. He made me $20 million. $20 million. The guy was good for me. But now I just lost a million dollars. I want a new broker. You don't, you don't think about the good that the person did for you. You only think about the last deal. You gave me this, you gave me this, you gave me life, you gave me that. But now I, I, but, well, I don't understand. What are you doing? So the, the, the highest level of a Muna is like, 
Thank you, Hashem. I, 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 I don't have kids. Thank you, Hashem. I'm not married. Thank you, Hashem. I don't have money. In other words, if I don't have money, there must be a reason I don't have money. Because you give me life. You give me a lot of other things. So why wouldn't you give me this? It, you don't do things for no reason. And that was that story over there. And that's why Hitaka, Hitaka had children and Hitaka got the million dollars. That is the So how does that change? What? Acknowledging that this is the best thing for me. Right, so you come to a level of you come to a level of Amuna. What, what, what he's saying about the Gemara is because you are now you are now saying I, I'm, I'm taking the first step, not you, Hashem. You're not giving me something. And I'm thanking you. I'm thanking you. Therefore, you're giving me something. You say that it's a big chiddush. What? It says you thank Hashem first, and then it will come. No, the Gemara is just saying God doesn't owe you anything. You made a bris milah, He gave you the kid. You 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 put a mezuzah up. You, 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 he gave you the house. That's what the Gemara is saying. That you get deserved because you did a mitzvah, you did something good. Hashem gave you the opportunity to do something good. You shouldn't expect anything from God, basically, because you did something good. The Gemara is explaining that that your he gave you a house. No, in other words, there's a Yiddish saying, God blackness shelter. God doesn't. So he. So you're like, oh my God, look, Hashem, I put mezuzahs on my door and I spent $100 on each mezuzah. That's okay, but I gave you a $4 million house. Hello? Right? You think I owe you? You owe me. You made a brisk meal. It was a nice brisk meal. You spent $5,000 on it. You gave, gave cold cuts and, and, and salmon and, and, and locks, and, right? But at the end of the day, I gave you the kid. Here, you're saying thank you, and he didn't give it to you. you it's a beautiful that, story. You should say that a car is a trade for most of us are the trade for now. That what? The 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 Tosafos came and the Gossip was sort of the reason why with the dogs with yeah, the white dog. Why what, what is the Tosafos? We have the reason because he didn't bark. Right. But the Tosafos came and says because Akharis a toy because of that his job was to do to watch the sheep. He didn't do his job. Right. So why give him a reward? So you said it was. The Tosafos came and said. You do it because of all the times he did. He did watch the sheep, right, right, right. That was the story in, where was that? We didn't watch the sheep. Um, oh. No, but that's the touch was in everybody. Right, right, right. But that, right, I remember that. But where was the story that we saw that he didn't watch the sheep? And you specifically have to reward him because of all the times he was there and he did watch the sheep. Right, 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 right. He right, says right. it in right, 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 right. Completely different. Right, the opposite. Because the, the do- example you gave, I remember like... He didn't watch the sheep. Therefore, there's an ev- the, the, the wolf came and ripped the sheep apart. Now you're going to give the food, you're going to give the meat to the dog that didn't watch the sheep? Right. Now, look, is you have to give right? Why? It's because all the other times he did watch, he watched the sheep. Don't forget about all those other times. And he's going to do That's it, exactly what happened here by the Kamar. And, exactly and he's going to continue watching the sheep. Exactly he messed up! Rabbi, Rabbi Wallace, and the example you give that I tell to a lot of people... Is that the guy messes up at work, and, and he, so the boss comes over and says, You know, you messed up, but here's a hundred bucks, take the day off because of all the good you did for the right. company. Right, halavai. When was the last time that, <laughs> was the last time that happened? Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly well, okay. I know, but when was the last so time? Right, well, that was Boaz, Boaz, should bless you. What? Yeah, you do that for your workers, I'm coming to work for you. Anyway, everyone should be matzliach, and we should. We should always have our car set to Kosh Baruchu. And there's um, Rat Hashem. It talks a lot about, about the Rashi talks. I didn't go into it tonight. About that they saw the Kates. That Bilam and Moab saw and, and Balak saw Mashiach. The times that Mashiach were coming. And they were talking about it. And they were like, Bilam was like, don't worry about Mashiach. Right? 
because he was very much into the now. Right now he's not here. You know, so like, what are you worried about? No, right now he's not here. Right, right now he's not here. So don't you worry about the Jews, Mashiach? Right now he's not here. He lived in the in the right now. The Gemara, the Gemara says that when the world shook by the by the when we got the Torah, so it says the world was shaking. So the Goyim, the Gemara, the Goyim came to to Bilam. Bilam was their navi, and they said, "Is Hashem destroying the world again, like like by Noah?" So he said that Hashem promised He won't destroy the world again. They said, "No," but He said by rain. With rain, but he didn't say they're not going to destroy the world. So he says, no. This is the, the Lushan he said. The chosen nation, the chosen nation, Klai Yisrael, is getting the Klichem of Hashem, the most precious thing he has. That's what he said. But that's what's happening. The world is shaking. You have nothing to worry about. He's not destroying the world. So it says they all went back to their theaters and their, their, their gambling houses and everything else. So they go, Chazal asks, I don't stand. Your, your leader just told you that the chosen nation is getting God's most precious thing. Why didn't they all go to Hasinai and become Gerim? And why did Bilam become a Ger? Bilam said out of his own mouth, the chosen nation is getting the greatest present. Why didn't he go to Hasinai and become a Jew? He said, they just wanted to make sure that their party wasn't being disturbed. The party's not being disturbed, the world's not being destroyed. Let's go back to the bar. The famous joke with this plane that was crashing, there was a Texan on there, whatever it is, and the pilot said, we have two minutes before we're going to hit the ground, and he, he screamed to the, to the, what's it called, uh, to the stewardess, she was like, put your head down, and fetal position, and now he goes, can I get a scotch, scotch on the rocks, the best one you got, he goes, right now, you didn't crash yet, okay, I can still get another scotch, that's how they think. Not the scotch. Not, not, not who sees the future. Philip said, don't worry about the future. Mashiach, that's not our problem. We, we got a party going on. So the Gemara says, they all went back to their bars, to their places. They didn't, they, not one of them became Jewish. So they didn't have the focus on the future. They only had the focus on now. Right now, the movie's playing. We got disturbed. The world, the world was shaking. Oh, it's not being destroyed. Let's go, let's go see the end of the movie. People don't have the Chachma to be able to see to see far. That's one thing. And the other thing that we see, that Rashi is very, very important, that even Bilam, let's see, you go home and talk about the Shabbos, that Rashi, that even Bilam Harusha, the lowest guy, going to curse Klai Yisrael, Hashem wanted to give him one more chance. One more chance. So he created a Malach, because he had pity, that maybe he'll do tshuva, maybe he'll turn around, I won't have to hurt him, I won't have to punish him. That is who God is. And if we understand who that who's who God is, and that's our relationship with Baruch Hu, then we'll talk to see the Yeshua. And Hashem will take the mace, the dead body out of the oil, the world, and with Mashiach will come back to life and the tumult will go away and everyone will be married, everyone will have children, and everyone will be healthy and all the stuff will be gone. So we still have that kasha that we start off to share with that I don't understand. He, 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 he said, I'll see what happens at night, right? And, and, and he's talking to Hashem, right? And then he tells them, I can't go with you, and then Hashem talks to him the second night. So how did he go so off? how did he go so off the derech? How is it possible he spoke to Hashem? I don't speak to Hashem every night, right? Hashem doesn't talk to me in my dreams. Hashem talked to Bilam in his dreams, and they're talking back and forth, back and forth. So how could a person like that not be from, not be be someone who low life, who's, who's with his offspring, with his donkey, and and, and 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 on the dark side so far? And the answer is. If he talks to Hashem, but he doesn't have the Torah, and he doesn't have Torah and mitzvahs, it doesn't help.
You have to have Torah mitzvah. A lot of people say, I'm a good Jew. No, I don't daven. No, I don't, I don't learn. No, I don't do any of that stuff. But, but I, I'm, I'm nice. I'm good. No. If you don't have Torah and mitzvahs, you don't have your Shemayim, you could be a Bilam, even if Hashem talks to you, Mamash talks to you in your dreams. And your Mamash, the way Bilam was talking to Hashem, and Hashem was talking to him, how can you be so off the dark? And the answer is, on Torah? On your Shemayim? No Torah, no your Shemayim? That's why it says, that the Klaishol was on the 49th level of Tumah, and if, in Mitzrayim, if we would have gone to the 50th, we would never have been Gaal. But now, in our generation, we're in the 50th, it says the Gemara. So how can that be? If you can't get out of Mitzrayim, how are we going to get out of this Gaal? And the answer is that without the Torah, right, you can't come out of the 50th. There's no way. So at the 49th, they didn't have the Torah yet in Mitzrayim. Now that we have the Torah, even if you fall to the 50th, the Torah has the Klech to take you out. Maybe it will be to see the Torah take us out of the 50th and bring us to the 50th level of Kedusha with Mashiach and Harry You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.